Day and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. This is episode 183. Soon approaching number 200. We'll have to do something special for episode 200. Glad you're with us today. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, here on KHMG Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM here in Barragata, Guam. Broadcasting from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries, Looking out the window on this Friday afternoon at 3.05 p.m. as the car line is dissipated. Few teachers out there still directing traffic, but most of the cars are gone. Students leaving campus, few sports practices going on. Staff members wrapping up their work, getting excited for the weekend. Maybe you're in the car, you just picked up your kids from Harvest Christian Academy, and you guys are on your way home. And hearing this show every Friday afternoon brings a little joy to their faces because... Not because of the show, but because they know the weekend is ahead and they don't have to get up for school tomorrow. So glad we could be part of that celebration for you. Maybe you're still at work and we're just trying to cheer you on to finish strong. Glad you're with us as well. Maybe you're driving around in the car running errands or you're a delivery driver or someone that uh, is in the vehicle all the time. Glad that you're listening on 88.1 FM on the radio dial. Some people listen online through khmg.org. You can listen to... Our podcast there. You can listen to our stream through hbcguam.net. You can listen now. Click the Listen Now button. You can listen through the TuneIn app. That app is found at khmg.org. khmg.org. You can also communicate with us through Facebook. Harvest Family Radio is on Facebook. Like us. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know you're listening. Give us some suggestions for topics and things we could cover on the show. And... uh communicate with us. We like to know who's out there listening. We get little notes every once in a while. It really encourages us. You can always stop by the studio here Monday through Friday during business hours. We're located on the third floor directly above the hub. That's Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore down on the first floor of the Harvest Christian Academy three-story building. Harvest Family Radios just two stories up directly above it. You can take the elevator right behind the hub straight up to the radio station. Come see the guys here. Sebastian is working every day along with Chris and Ray's and some of their guys are up here. They'd love to show you around. It's not really a huge operation up here. It might sound like we just have people on here live 24 hours a day, but uh, we're able to do a lot with just a little bit of studio space. Hey, it's 88 degrees outside, 51% humidity. Winds from the west at about 11 miles per hour. And uh, looks like barometric pressure, 29.78, holding steady on this Friday afternoon, 3.07 p.m. If you're listening live, you might be catching us on Saturday. If you're listening on Saturday, it's probably closer to noon. And if you're listening on Sunday night, it's probably closer to 7 p.m. Because we rebroadcast the show in its entirety, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sundays, 7 to 9. Catch us on the rebound. Again, if you miss any part of the show, catch us then or just... 
Listen to the podcast through SoundCloud, khmg.org. We'd love to uh, know that we have more people subscribing to the podcasts, and those are convenient. If you like to listen at your leisure, maybe the timing is not good for you or you're not a person that's just driving around in the car listening to the radio all the time, the podcast might be the perfect fit for your busy life. The nice thing about khmg.org and SoundCloud and our archives is that there are more programs available than just Live Till 5. We have some other programs that we produce here locally that are available via podcast there on SoundCloud. So go to khmg.org and check us out. Let us know what you think through Harvest Family Radio's Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio, and uh, leave a comment for us. Now, 3.09 p.m., it is the month of September, September 16th, if you're listening live. And September is Mold Awareness Month. It's also National Chicken Month, National Childhood Obesity Awareness Month, National Coupon Month, National DNA, Genomics, and Stem Cell Education Month, National Head Lice Prevention Month, National, now my head's itchy, National Home Furnishings Month, National Honey Month, National ITP Awareness Month, National Mushroom Month, National Organic Harvest Month, National Osteopathic Medicine Month. I'm going to stop saying national. I'm going to stop saying month. Passport Awareness Pet Memorial, Prime Beef, Prosper Where You're Planted, Save a Tiger, Sewing, Service Dog, Sickle Cell, Translator, and uh, Piano, and Rice, National Rice Month. So it's actually National Lice Prevention Month and National Rice Month in the same month, which I think is ironic and probably not as funny as it seems on paper. Anyway... Uh, Let's see here. Today is the 16th, so there are some special days, including today is Mayflower Day. It's also National Guacamole Day. G-U-A-C-A-M-O-L-E. Guacamole. Uh, National Tradesman Day. Trail of Tears commemoration. Batman Day is tomorrow. Batman Day is tomorrow, people. International Country Music Day is tomorrow. National Seat Check Saturday is tomorrow. Uh, Let's see here. Puppy Mill Awareness Day is tomorrow. Time's Up Day. Not sure what that is, but Time's Up Day. Uh, Let's see what else is coming up on the 17th. VFW Ladies Auxiliary Day. The 18th Sunday is the Air Force Birthday. Chiropractic Founders Day. Hug a Greeting Card Writers Day. That's a very small holiday. I don't know any greeting card writers. Ceiling Fan Day. Cheeseburger Day. And Respect Day and Wife Appreciation Day. Those are all on Sunday. Monday, Talk Like a Pirate Day. Now, this is going to be the favorite day of the year for some of you. And some of you that are on Facebook, you're just going to be driven nuts on Monday on Talk Like a Pirate Day. Because I believe you can change your Facebook language setting to pirate language on Monday. And it's Talk Like a Pirate Day. We are not going to do that here because it is really, uh, it's not my strength, um, accents and things like that. Let's see. Uh, National IT Professionals Day is next Tuesday. Also, International Day of Peace. School Backpack Awareness Day is next Wednesday. World's Alzheimer's Day. The Autumnal Equinox. Autumnal Equinox. Autumn begins on the 22nd. Next Thursday. Dear Diary Day is that day, Elephant Appreciation Day, Hobbit Day, Ice Cream Cone Day, National Centenarian Day means all the people that have turned 100, 
and National White Chocolate Day all happening next Thursday. Pretty cool. September is a full month. I don't know if you celebrate any of those obscure uh, observances, but um, it is a lot of fun. And now, of course, for one of my favorite segments of the show... It's called The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls of many different successful people throughout American history. Barons of industry, politicians, theologians, presidents, sages over American history. Let me see here. This one here, he was the CEO of RJR Nabisco. Held senior positions at American Express, where he spearheaded the successful Membership Has Its Privileges promotion. I grew up seeing that commercial. And at IBM, where he helped prevent the company from going out of business in the early 1990s. Graduate of Chaminade High School, Dartmouth College, and holds an MBA from Harvard Business School. January 2003, assumed the position of chairman of the Carlyle Group, global private equity firm located in Washington, D.C. Retired from the position in 2008 where he remains a senior advisor at Carlisle. The quotation I'm getting ready to read you is a desk sign, actually on his desk. It's a quote from the novel by Jean Le Carrel, his favorite author. It says, A desk is a dangerous place from which to view the world. A desk is a dangerous place from which to view the world. Louis V. Gerstner former president of RJR Nabisco, et cetera, et cetera. And that's The Buck Stops Here. Now, uh, we have many different segments on this show, including This Day in History with Lawrence Nagengas, who will be here in a little bit. Uh, we have some parts of the show that they vary from week to week, you know, different guests come in and things like that. Sometimes we throw in something new. Uh, we have what's in my coffee, which of course is many people's favorite that come into the studio because they get to participate in drinking something from the hub. Um, we have stranger than fiction because oftentimes true stories are stranger than fiction. And so I come across different stories and things like that, that I share with you. I'm going to share one with you here in a second, but every once in a while we'll have just a, spontaneous burst of artistic flair, like poetry, for example. And today, uh, Christian men who write poetry, who work here at KHMG's Worldwide Headquarters, are going to do a poetry slam with one another uh, today based on the theme of the show. And they're waiting for me to tell them what the theme of the show is. Now, once I tell them the theme of the show, they're going to have to come up with a, a poem by the beginning of the second hour, which somehow incorporates the theme. And so I have not revealed to them what the theme is going to be, so it's going to be very interesting to see how they're able to handle this. Now, um, uh, the theme today is random numbers. Random numbers. Yes, random numbers. I'm going to be covering stats and numbers and stories from all different areas of interest. So some of it's health, some of it's church, some of it's government, 
some of it's finance. It's random numbers and stats. Stats, stats, numbers, figures, forms and figures, calculations, dollars and cents, uh, percentages, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, these are just random, mostly numerical, but not all numerical facts. So random facts and random numbers. And Sebastian and Chris Harper are going to do a poetry slam in the second hour to see who has come up with. Now, I'm going to have to, like— Give them time to work on this between now and then. But uh, they will have to come up with some form of a poem that has to do with random numbers, random facts, things like that. So as I'm looking out the window at Matt Lewis, who's directing the car line, you know, he is like Mr. Numbers guy. So this is so appropriate. Too bad he can't listen while he's doing his work. But, uh, yeah, so random numbers. Like I have a bunch of prison numbers. I have some numbers on health. I have some church stats. So, yeah, random numbers. I'm feeling inspiration already. Sebastian looks stumped. I, however, am feeling inspiration. That's my natural look, and I stump everyone because I look stumped. That's his natural look. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you know, um, I'd say, you know, Chris, you've definitely got more years of experience in the tank, so to speak. But Sebastian has youth behind him. Uh, But they do say that uh, uh, I heard a phrase one time that old age and skill – is no ma- uh, I'm sorry, youth and skill is no match for old age and treachery. So just be careful, right. Sebastian. Not <laughs> only is he competing against you in this poetry slam, but he is also your boss. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you, you know, you don't want to be working the weekend shift um, just because you really wanted to win. Now, I know Chris wouldn't do that to you, but you'll always have that in the back of your mind. You know, that's the treachery part. That is treachery. treachery. Old age and treachery. You know, it's... Uh, so, yeah, so I, I think someone might have used that phrase when Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky did a little uh, ice hockey face-off one time. I think that's what – Yeah. because I heard Wayne Gretzky stole the puck from Gordie Howe to show off. Wow. Gordie Howe chased him down on the ice, and I forget what they call it when you uh, you slice someone with your stick, like you actually literally swing your stick yeah. and broke Gretzky's thumb, wow. I believe. And, uh, and I believe that's when – the phrase, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, youth and wow. skill is no match for old age and treachery. So you might win and lose all at the same time. So just just uh, just be aware. So numbers, stats, figures, you know, random facts, things that are going to uh, yeah. all tie together in the fact that they're not really. It's kind of like wearing like Clash Day. As long as nothing matches, it all kind of matches the theme. So there you go. So that that's that's up to you guys. So I'll let you guys work on that for a little while. Lawrence will be up here in a little bit talking about this day in history, then we'll have what's in my coffee, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, I'm going to do some idioms here with our listeners right now. So you guys can have a few minutes to kind of collect your thoughts if you'd like. And then um, I'm going to take a short break after these idioms here. So listeners, thank you for uh, participating in this poetry slam. We'll see how how Chris and Sebastian do on this. Now, uh, one of the other segments that we introduced to the show a number of months ago was the idiom game with Nick Brown originally, but uh, we have continued on in his homage with the Dictionary of Idioms provided by one of our faithful listeners, PC. She loves idioms. She gave me this book here by Scholastic, and I've been going through a number of idioms. And today, all of the idioms start off with the phrase with the word get, so, or get, as we say back in Missouri, get, like 
but it's get, G-E-T. For example, here's an idiom, a popular idiom, and, and to some who maybe grew up and English is your first language and your parents' first language is also English, and um, you know, you're used to just speaking in idioms and turns of phrase all the time, colloquialisms, etc., uh, these aren't as exciting to you, but we have some people that listen to the show that are their English is really their second language, and because their English is their second language, these idioms sometimes, have you ever heard someone kind of get them mixed up, and maybe it's a mixed metaphor, or they'll get the idiom kind of wrong, so anyway, I'm trying to help those folks and uh, kind of make fun of our own language at the same time. Here's one, get Get a handle on something. What does it mean to get a handle on something? It means to find a way to understand or deal with something, to start to overcome a difficult problem or situation. Like Chris and Sebastian right now, they're trying to get a handle on this poetry slam. This bit of American slang became popular in the mid-1900s. For example, you know, you, you need to get a secure grip on something. You attach a handle to it if it was big and heavy and hard to get a hold of. And so now it specifically relates to just trying to get control of something that's hard hard to deal with how about this another get phrase get a kick out of something means to enjoy doing something famous songwriter cole porter made the 20th century american saying popular in 1934 song called i get a kick out of you it means i really enjoy being with you so to get a kick means to have a thrill get away with murder now this is not actually talk about murder unless it's talking about murder uh to do something bad wrong or illegal and not get caught or punished the american expression from the late 20th century is really an exaggeration it can refer to any offense major or minor that you're not punished for such as chewing gum in class cheating on a test stealing but figuratively speaking if you can get away with being unpunished for murder you can probably get away with less serious crimes as well how about this one this is one you'll hear Sometimes someone maybe that's a little older say, like, get down to brass tacks. It's time to get down to brass tacks. Well, that means go straight to the basic facts of the matter. Although this idiom has been widely used since the early 1900s, word experts are not sure where brass ta- what brass tacks stands for. The phrase might refer to the copper bolts on the boat that have been scrubbed clean or to brass-topped tacks used in upholstery trade. If you get down to business by discussing the most basic, essential, and practical realities, then you're getting down to the brass tacks. How about get in on the ground floor? Get in on the ground floor. It means to be part of something big or important right at the beginning. And this has to do, this goes all the way back to the late 1800s when they build large buildings. And if you could get in on the ground floor when you enter a big building, of course, you know, you, you can only go up from there. Get into the swing of things meaning to become accustomed or, uh, or to get used to a routine activity. In the 1500s, this, it's hard to believe this goes all the way back to the 1500s. In full swing was the original phrase, okay? Meant to be very active in something. Swing could have come from the motion of a child's swing or a clock pendulum. By the 1800s, a new expression developed that was based on the old one, get into the swing of things, meant getting involved with whatever was going on, especially socially. Get off the hook means to free yourself or someone from a distasteful obligation to get out of trouble to evade a punishment. This expression comes from fishing. You know, if a fish gets off the hook, so if you get off the hook, it's like a fish getting away. Get out of my face. You ever heard that or said that? If you ever heard it, it means you need to back up. 
If you ever said it, it means you need to be more patient. Anyway, stop standing in front of me in a provocative manner or close to my face, arguing with me or disapproving of my actions. In recent, this vivid African-American expression means exactly what it says. According to this book here, stop facing me in a way that causes trouble between us. Get away. Leave me alone. Get out of my face. Get real means to face reality. In just two words, this strong modern African-American expression is an order to give up illusions and white lies. Stop pretending and confront the real world to get something off your chest. Your heart is in your chest and your heart feels emotions such as love and fear. Also, worry, criticism, secret has been troubling you and you finally tell someone you're getting it off your chest. Make something known that is bothersome, angering or irritating, but kept secret for a time. We'll go through four more. Get the green light means permission to go ahead, to move forward. It's pretty obvious. It came from the 1800s when they started using traffic lights. Green means go. Get the lead out of your feet uh, means to get busy, to move or work more quickly. This expression, which is used a lot in American Armed Forces during the Second World War, suggests that if you were moving sluggishly or working slowly, it was because you had lead or heavy metal in your feet. Get the sack. That means to be fired, to get sacked. That means also another phrase would be like get the axe or get the pink slip. Now it goes all the way back to the 1500s. In those days, a workman who traveled around from job to job carried all their tools in a sack. If a man was fired, he was told to get his sack, pack up his tools, and move on. And finally, what we need to do with this show as well, get the show on the road. Get this show on the road. Get going. Move forward. Get the work started. Do it. Centuries ago, ordinary people didn't have cars, buses, trains, or planes to take them to faraway places. So things came to them. In those days, there were many traveling shows that journeyed from town to town, carnival circuses, fairs, etc., etc. Let's get this show on the road. When the show was over, the boss would probably yell that, they think. Similar saying would be, get the ball rolling, but get this show on the road. Let's get started. And that's what we're going to do with this show now. So those were our idioms, and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, this day in history with Lawrence Nagengast and uh, What's in My Coffee provided by The Hub. So stick around. This is Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 3.26 p.m. on Friday afternoon, September 16th, if you're listening live. Catch us in just a few minutes after this short break. Back with a little more live till five on this Friday afternoon, September 16th, 3.31 p.m. on the dot. 89 degrees outside, 52% humidity. Barometric pressure holding at 29.78. Not much rain today. Less than a one hundredth of an inch here at our super high-tech weather station on top of uh, the studio here. And uh, enjoying a, a nice sunny afternoon here at Harvest Christian Academy's campus. Looking out at the soccer field, the boys are 
Looks like they're getting ready for a big scrimmage out there. So uh, I think the high school boys are starting their tryouts today as well. So it's a big day for them. And uh, glad that you're listening today. Maybe you're catching us on 88.1 FM on the old radio dial. We love to have uh, traditional radio listeners. They're just driving around in their car, catching us as they can in between errands as you're driving the kids home, as you're heading home from work, as you're maybe making a delivery. Or maybe you're sitting there at work at your computer. You're listening through khmg.org, through the TuneIn app, or possibly on your own app, on your smart device, your mobile phone, things like that. Or could be listening through uh, www.hbcguam.net as well. There's a link there for listening live, and uh, you can listen to our stream there. And then uh, some people, you might be listening to the podcast. This could be 100 years from now, and I'm talking to you, and I'm already in heaven, but you're hearing my voice. Listening to a podcast, maybe you, you, were, you were digging in an archaeological site and you came across a, a metal box-like thing and you plugged it into your holographic power capacitance device and it whirred and spun and then all of a sudden my voice is now speaking to you in the year 2116. This is what you call a podcast. And everyone in America... Is just like me. And everything you hear from here on out should affect the way you view American history. I'm speaking to you in the future. Anyway, for those that are listening right now, you know that that's, that's just crazy talk. Anyway, uh, Lawrence is here and Sebastian is here. And soon our drinks will be here. But uh, Lawrence, this day in history, what, what happened on September 16th in history? Well, uh, let's go back to 1630 with Massachusetts Village Shamut. I guess is how you pronounce that, mm. changes its name to the great city of Boston. Oh. So that was back, uh, 1630 was the uh, year. And then really after looking through a number of different things, we're going to move all the way to 1940. Okay. Uh, there, wasn't, there was things that happened. I'm just, I don't know, uh, of, not of note, I guess, for today. But 1940, FDR signed Selective Training and Service Act. This is the first peacetime draft. Um, because theoretically, in 1940 on this day, we are still about a year and some months short of the Pearl Harbor attack. But there was still, however, the idea that we may be headed uh, to a war. Even though we were practicing our isolationism and uh, just more of on the lend-lease, the trade, and, uh, or the, the lending of, of materials, guns, and things like that, FDR still knew there may be a day that we might be going to war ourselves. So the Selective Training and Service Act was put into place. Um, after that, we have 1941, a year later, Adolf Hitler sadly ordering for every dead German that 100 Yugoslavians should be put to death. Wow. So, uh, again, we've been, uh, this past week in my Bible class, talked a lot about um, the moral law uh, as to whether or not there is one, and because we did agree that there was one, how it proves that uh, there was a God to give it. And uh, Hitler and his use of his power comes to discussion because there's a lot of people that want to claim that there are no moral law, there isn't any absolute truth to anything, and yet when you talk about the Holocaust with them, they'd immediately claim that that, that was wrong, it was it was incredibly wrong of Hitler to do that. But yet when you take that away, what are you comparing that to? How would you know that's wrong? Anyways, that's a deeper discussion, but we would talk about that this week and, and 
that Hitler statistic uh, brought that up in my mind. 1959, 1959, French President Charles de Gaulle recognizes Algerian right of self-determination. Uh, they had been kind of tossed around back and forth there in Africa after the war and who gets what, and he decided. But honestly, reading more about Charles de Gaulle and who he was as a person, um, he, he was a for sure a patriot of France, uh, was one of the guys did fight in World War I for them, and then when it came to time for World War II, he was in a place of Vichy, France. We've talked about that in here before. And you had uh, one leader who said, eh, well, we lost. Uh, you know, let's just sit on our hands here and do nothing in southern France uh, after Paris was taken by Germany. And Charles de Gaulle said, no way. We're going to be as pesky as we can uh, to the Germans. And so this guy uh, was, was definitely a man of, of uh, courage and, and definitely did a lot to help with the war's efforts. 1963, Federation of Malaysia formed by Malaya. Singapore, British North Borneo, or Sabah, I think is how you pronounce that, and Sarawak. So the Federation of Malaysia, born today, hmm. born on this day in history. Um, moving down, you had uh, football was played today, so I, I guess this is probably a Sunday or Monday, but uh, O.J. Simpson rushed for 250 yards and two touchdowns, beating the New England Patriots 31-13. to So... Uh, I don't know what that does to our day of history, but he did it today. Yeah. 1974, U.S. President Gerald Ford announces conditional amnesty for U.S. Vietnam War deserters. I don't know how that well that went over. I wasn't alive, but mm. I can't imagine mm. there was unanimous feelings across the country for yeah. that. Mm. I just would guess. 1983, Arnold Schwarzenegger becomes a U.S. citizen. He will later, about 20 years from that time or a little less, become a governor. Um, who's... He's not still the governor of California, no, is no, he? No, no, I think Jerry Brown is governor again. I oh, think okay. Jerry Brown had been governor, and then now he's governor again, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah, I sadly don't keep up with uh, yeah, California, you know, California politics. politics. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of depressing. Hard. This I felt was interesting simply because of where, but 1990, Iraq televises an eight-minute uncensored speech from George H.W. Bush. Now, in 1990, things were not... Yeah, that was, uh, 1990 was um, a Desert Shield. I graduated high school in May of 90, and I joined the Air Force August 13th of 1990. But on August 5th of 1990, Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait. So mm. sometime during, uh, I, what, it, so it was this date. So we had already invaded, we had already started Desert, uh, Desert Shield, Shield, or Desert Storm, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And so this would have been... That's interesting. I'm surprised. So Iraq broadcast the speech? Yeah. Eight minutes, uncensored. Wow. Huh. So Interesting. I don't know if it was live or they've got a piece that they they felt was non... Wow. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what they what if that means, yeah. if it was live or if it was recorded, that they cut from his speech and just said, here, this is Yeah. This was said. in the earliest, earliest stages. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I felt I knew that was a time that where things weren't exactly yeah. at peace. Yeah. And to have that be broadcast, pretty interesting. 1997, Apple Computer Incorporation names co-founder Steve Jobs temporary CEO. Um, again, I'm not, I have not even seen the movie Steve Jobs, but I did see a documentary about that whole thing with him and Bill Gates as they were coming, coming mm -hmm. into computers kind yep. of at the same time. Yep. Or, or One was a little ahead of the other, but ideas were being thrown back and forth. And um, Steve Jobs was so, I guess you'd say, his... his way of thinking and doing things was so out there even even for the other apple apple employees 
that they actually released him from his his role and Wozniak um, kind of took the company with everybody else a different direction and then he ended up coming back about this time and I think stayed at the company until about uh, two, three years ago when he uh, passed yeah. away. Yep. But uh, it was a quite the time of turmoil yeah. there for him. And I think it was him. he actually borrowed money from Bill Gates to help Apple stay in yeah, business. Yeah, that was one of the things they didn't like. Yeah, uh, right. Going to the competitor and, right. and showing signs of weakness. Yeah, there was a whole documentary. It was on Netflix, I think, of... Uh, American Geniuses. Yeah, it yeah, was, American it was Genius. this versus this yes, because there's right. a bunch of them. Yeah. That's what I watched. That's yep. what I saw. Yeah, that's a good... I like that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1997. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong. Uh, this is the one. 2000. Sammy Sosa becomes the second player to hit 50 or more home runs in three consecutive years joining Mark McGuire. Do you remember when all that was going on? Oh, yeah. That was the cork bat time. That was the potential, um, you know, steroid stuff. Yep. And yep. Uh, they were going for home run records that I don't even think guys today are, are touching. 50 home runs. I, I'm right now trying to think the home run leaders somewhere in the 30s or early. Um, uh, um, low 40s. Yeah. Uh, I think Trumbo, Mark Trumbo, is the leader this year. But 50 in three executive years, yeah. and I think they were in the low 70s for the home run record of the season. Yep. Most of those guys have a little asterisk next to their name in, they the, do. in the stats books now. They do. But I remember when that was going on, and they were balls were flying out of the stadiums yep. Yep. Uh, like crazy. And finally, 2015, I, I felt this was interesting that it's been a whole year, one year from today ago, Second Republican presidential candidate debate hosted by CNN in Carly, uh, Carly Fiorina? Fiorina and Donald Trump face off at the region, <laughs> Reagan Presidential Library. Region? The Reagan Presidential Library. Sorry about that. Oh, but that yeah. was a whole year ago. So that was the Republican Boy, presidential goes by um, so fast, candidacy right? yeah. uh, race. And here we are now one year later, two months Wow. Tell the actual election. That's got to be exhausting running for president. I mean, you're tired before you ever make it to your first day of office. Yeah, and you think about your first your first term. If you are going to go ahead and try to run that second term, which most all do, you, you get about two and a half, two years. Now, what you, the, the luxury of that is you don't have to go through all the primary stuff. Uh, generally, you are chosen as your, your, right. your party's primary candidate, and then you still have to go through about a full year of candidacy for right. your second Term. Right, right. So you get about two and a half, three years, and then, and, and most of those two and a half, three years are are looking for ways to to not blow it, right, to right. where you have a chance, right, uh, for that second term, right. Because not that many incumbents lose. I mean, Jimmy Carter lost after one term. George H. W. Bush, Bush lost, lost yeah. after one term. But uh, Gerald Ford lost after one term. But many of them, you know, if you do a fair yeah, job, if you do a look in the back. Uh, even that last hundred years, there's a handful. A small handful yeah. of, of yeah. one-term presidents. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, you don't want to be that guy. You definitely don't want to be that guy. No, and most and most presidents uniquely fit fit a decade. Right, like right. Clinton was clearly the 90s, and you have Reagan who was the 80s, and, and George W. Bush is the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barack, will be, uh, Barack Obama will be mainly this time the period. 2010s, the 2010s, yeah. 2010s. So it is kind of interesting. Even though eight years, they still... Basically a decade, how it's worked out. Wow, wow. Well, so, hey, this day in history, September 16th, looking back. And uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Sebastian has something fresh for us, something very fresh. So I just want to make sure that everyone sticks around for this because uh, uh, he's worked really hard on this. And, you know, he's freshly employed at Harvest Family Radio and came up with a fresh segment for us. So hmm. stick around, all you fresh listeners. We'll be back in a fresh moment. 
And we're back with a little more live till 5. It's 3.47 p.m. on Friday, September 16th. If you're listening live, you're catching us on Saturday. We rebroadcast the show in its entirety, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. You can also listen to the podcast. Go to khmg.org. Click on Archives. Or click on SoundCloud, either one. It'll take you to our podcasts, as well as other locally produced programs from Harvest Family Radio. Also, the little TuneIn icon there. You can download TuneIn to your iPhone or your Android Android phone or your, your iPad or your tablet. Or you can click on that, listen through the Internet just on your computer. A lot of different ways to listen uh, through other means uh, besides the old-fashioned radio dial. So, now, Sebastian, I always want to call him Sebastian Janikowski for some reason. It's just that the most famous Sebastian of all time, besides, of course, this Sebastian, you know, is Sebastian. No, that was Johann Sebastian. So, it's Sebastian Janikowski, the highest-paid kicker of all times uh, up until recently, I think, and the, the for the Raiders, he was the only thing good going for the Raiders for a long time. A lot of fantasy football people loved Sebastian Janikowski, but Sebastian Basil Dua, not Janikowski. You're not Polish, right? I don't think so. No, Basil Dua is a Latin name, Latino, Spanish, Hispanic, Mexican name. Yes. There you go. All right, great. So Sebastian, the Mexican Janikowski. No, that's not <laughs> Sebastian Basil Dua. Sebastian Basil do Sebastian has something fresh for us. As a matter of fact, it's a movie review. Sebastian, take it away. The Fresh Perspective. <sighs> Reviews. <laughs> ben Hur. <laughs> Have you heard of Ben Hur? Well, I never had until I recently watched the movie. I know what you're thinking. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, no, the the sound effects were just priceless. You got two cans of soda here, <laughs> so we have Toilet. to no. So you have to do it twice. You got to do it twice, and I I just love it that you said. Have you heard of Ben Hur? I hadn't till I saw the movie. Oh man, yeah. And it's like one of the it's it's um like uh it was the number one selling novel for what what did Pastor say in his sermon last Sunday? It was like the number one selling novel for like. Yeah, for yeah. years and years yeah. and years. Yeah, yeah. How how many? Here, come up here, Lawrence. Lawrence is the history Lawrence guy. Lawrence knows Sorry. the numbers. He he was saying last week it sold a million copies a year from about nineteen or eighteen seventy to eighteen ninety. Yeah, so wow. about twenty million copies sold in that time. Yeah. Now then, you know, to Sebastian's credit, he wasn't alive at that time. You're but, right. And then uh, Pastor did to use it. <laughs> to, Pastor did use it as a huge sermon illustration last Sunday yeah. morning, though, including the. Uh, Movie poster and uh, yeah. Wallace uh, Wallace's uh, Wallace. story, Lou Wallace's story, and everything yeah. like that. So, when you started off and said you've never heard of it before, I'm like, were you at church Sunday? Anyway, okay, <laughs> I'd like you to start from the top because that was that was priceless. This might go down in the reel of. of I highlights. feel like we're back in like the 1950s radio <laughs> where I've got the the, yeah. the door the, the, the people coming yeah, at the exactly. door. There's and, a horse coming. This yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. We're, we're about to have the. The door yeah, slamming. Yeah, you know. so we're going back in time here. <laughs> yes, all right. So, yeah, okay. Jack Benny's pulling out the violin right now. So, okay, uh, Sebastian. Okay, we're gonna, we're going to uh, give you an opportunity now to uh, start over because we have something fresh with Sebastian. Yeah, the fresh perspective. I can only do that twice. And reviews. Ben Hur. Have you heard of Ben Hur? 
Well, I never had until I recently watched the movie. I know what you're thinking. Sebastian, this is a remake of a classic. How could you have not heard of this movie? <laughs> the truth is, I'm not that old. Therefore, my opinions are unbiased and new. Making it a fresh perspective. <laughs> okay, I'm going to proceed now. <laughs> Please continue. Ben-Hur is a movie about a man who lives within a wealthy family and one day loses it all. He becomes a slave and works his way back up in life to redeem his name through extreme circumstances. The twist? This is set during the timeline of Jesus Christ's crucifixion. This is a two-hour and 30-minute film. Normally, I like long films, if it's good. Unfortunately, I feel like the beginning half was a little long. The initial character development was lacking at the start, but soon got better. Probably because I knew I was going to be strapped in for another two-hour ride with this character. I felt that they had a lot of time in the beginning, but I never really knew why I had to like Ben-Hur, the character. I think at times the creators just assumed we liked Ben-Hur because of, well, because he's Ben-Hur. But moving on from this, once we finally got through a lot of the setup, the action scenes I had been waiting for delivered well. There are a few things within the movie that could have been executed a little better. For example, shaky camera, too much going on in, for the viewer to understand choppy frames but in the end the action was the highlight of the film without giving any spoilers the ending is a total adrenaline rush finally one of the biggest parts of this movie being set during the timeline of christ i feel if the story the way they portrayed it were tweaked some it could have come off with a powerful message presenting the gospel unfortunately the movie did not do this well this felt like a standalone story with parts of christ just tagged on at random times to say this in a simpler way, if Christ's story was left out of this movie, I wouldn't have noticed the difference in the story. The final result, Ben-Hur was a good movie, but could have been executed better all around. I give this movie three fresh fish out of five. And 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 let's 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 talk about. Uh, so you had originally you were trying to come up with something that was unique as far as how to rate rate it. You didn't want to give a thumbs up or yeah. stars or you know tomatoes. And so um, uh, you were looking for something different. And because it's your fresh perspective, fresh fish. So you get it's like a three tuna out of five. Three fish out of five, yeah. Three fish out of five. Okay, all right. So worth watching, but you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Yep. This is not, uh, you know, this doesn't have Kirk Cameron in it at it's all. It's a two-hour and 30-minute movie. Two hour. You, when you said that at the beginning, you sounded so indignant and, like, regretful. Like, it was two hours and 30 minutes. Like, it was a history lecture or something. So, <laughs> And you had never seen Ben Hurst. So you didn't know where the story was going or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. So, That's why it's okay. a fresh perspective. Very interesting. Okay. <laughs> You should now. What you should do is go back and watch on Netflix, watch the original, and see how it compares. All right. See if the storyline even carries the same way. Because uh, it would be very. What would you say the theme of the story was? If you were to pick like one or two words, what would you say the theme of the story is? Uh, forgiveness. Wow. Oh, okay. So it still carries the same theme because that is the theme of the original too. So. Not just like action, whatever. So biggest thing, at, yeah. I yeah. won't spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just <laughs> forgiveness. That's good. That's good. So okay. Well, 
<laughs> That's thank you for that fresh perspective. Now you're you got to drink two sodas. I you're going to be all now you're going to be all sugared up and hyper and bouncing around. Your roommate's going to be like, "What happened to you?" I don't know. I just had a fresh perspective. A Mountain Dew and a Dr Pepper. That was um, some creative sound effects, Chris. Uh, in the biz, sometimes you have to make your own sound effects, right? Yes, you do. Sometimes it's better than others. <laughs> yeah. Do you, what do they call a sound effects person? Is that a gaffer or what? It, what do you um, call? I don't I don't know. In radio, it's just a guy who does it. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if they call them anything. I know in movies, that there's a name. For it. I thought it was maybe a gaffer's person who holds the microphone. I think gaffer has to do something with lights, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe that is. And Perhaps. boom operator's the mic, and then there's someone. Maybe it's just a sound effects person, whatever. So, I'm not you know, sure. We, we use the only the best sound effects for our audience. So right. We use real <laughs> soda cans for opening that fresh I sound. I bought these. He opened a yes. can of soda, and then it was fresh <laughs> fish for the yeah. for the rating system. Yeah, maybe we need to bring I'm a sure. fish up $2. and let it flop around on the flop around on the thing. I don't. I actually don't like three eating fish. fish, so okay. I don't know. <laughs> three okay. fresh sodas. This I whole mean, thing's <laughs> breaking down. Maybe no. you need three <laughs> fresh sodas, you know, and then it's, you know, it's like a psh, psh, psh. That's three sodas, you know, something like that. Wow. Or know. perhaps we could just record that happening, and then we could play it three yeah. times in a row. You know, we need to get him one of those little Casio keyboards where you can yeah. record sounds in, and, like, instead of a C note, it's like a, and then it's just, yeah. like, the tone. Did, have you, did you that's, have one of those That's before? one yeah. option to do. And then I don't yeah. have to drink two sodas. Yeah, like I mean, right now. yeah, yeah. So great. <laughs> plus, hey, plus it's it's what's in my coffee time as well. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I think extra help. We're gonna hold over till the top of the hour so we can give the appropriate uh, attention to our drinks because uh, the baristas from the hub just delivered us four delectable delights from the hub, and uh, we're gonna talk about those in the second hour. We'll distribute those in just a moment. I'll tell you what. I'll let you guys all take a breather. I'm gonna wrap up this hour and let the listeners uh, go to the news, and then when we come back. We'll have What's in My Coffee. We'll have Poetry Slam. Maybe we'll keep Lawrence up here so he can help me judge the Poetry Slam, just in case I tie with myself. And then um, Stranger Than Fiction and then the topic of the day. So for listeners, I did want to mention a couple things that are happening this weekend. If you do make it by Harvest tomorrow morning, Men's Prayer Breakfast at 8 a.m., it's free. Guys of all ages from all over Ireland come to the prayer breakfast. It's a great Nice meal. You'll really like it. It doesn't cost a thing, and it's about an hour, hour and a half long. We get together. We eat. We sing some songs with ukuleles. Last time we had 90 guys show up at the Harvest Christian Academy cafeteria, and you are invited. Even if you can't stay for the whole thing, come on by the men's prayer breakfast. We'd love to have you. Saturday mornings. uh, It's not every Saturday, but this Saturday morning, the 17th of September, 8 a.m. to about 9.30 a.m., uh, at the Harvest Christian Academy Cafeteria. We have a deacon meeting following that here at the church. And then Sunday's a special day because Sunday afternoon we have our ordination council for Brian Leonard, who's getting ordained into the gospel ministry. And Sunday night service is the ordination charge service, followed by a reception after the service for Brian Leonard. So if you're friends or acquaintances with Brian and Amy, you should come by and celebrate with us on Sunday night if you can and uh, see how the ordination of uh, ministers goes here at Harvest. So want to also let you know that uh, you can catch this show via podcast on khmg.org. Just tune in or click on khmg.org, type that in your web browser, click on it, and then go to 
Archives, or SoundCloud. You can listen to previous episodes of the show. Catch us on Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. We're going to take a break for the news when we come back. A second hour of Live Till 5. Don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stick around. This is Jared Baldwin. We're listening to Live Till 5 on KHMG, Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. with a little more live till five our drinks have been delivered thankfully to the studio here by our favorite baristas down there at the hub and we've been enjoying those during the break and uh of course since we are enjoying them it's only fair to go ahead and recognize that this segment's brought to us by hebrews worldwide coffee shop and bookstore the best little coffee shop on guam offering an endless variety of coffee, teas, baked goods, Christian music. And not really an endless variety. That's a, more of a, you know, colloquialism. Back to the shameless self-promotion. Books, gifts, including a large selection of Yankee candles and all of the New Hebrides. I like it a lot. I go there every day. Not the New Hebrides, but specifically the hub. Now let's play What's in My Coffee. Now, we happen wow. to all know what's in our coffee today because they put the name on it. So this is this is the challenge since we're all wordsmiths, you know, we're all yeah. published international authors, yes. um, you have to describe what you're drinking without using any of the words that are on your cup or the word coffee or espresso. Okay? So you need to be able to describe it in a way that makes the listener actually want to drink it this time. And it's got to be uh, without the words that are on the cup or the word coffee or espresso. Sebastian, go. What? Okay. Uh I would say it's a frigid stir of frigid stir being tasted. You just turned a word into a different word. What's a stir? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying to come up with brew, but oh, I don't okay. know anyone. Like, like, don't, like don't say that. You, okay. Like not a creature a with stirring? Stir. Okay, well, that's fine. It's basically <laughs> the same thing. It's a frigid <laughs> stir. Okay, keep going. Keep going. No, you got it. You got it. Keep, keep, keep it coming. You got it, son. From Just a tannish Coming substance. <laughs> tannish substance, okay. Tannish was the name of one of our seniors two he years was. ago, but that's He fine. was. That was Tannish Boozwani. <laughs> okay. And is it sweet? It has more flavor than the last time, which is good. Okay. So is it, is it bitter? It's not bitter. It, I think it's a pretty good balance. Okay. All There's right. a little bit more of the bean from Madagascar involved yeah, in there. Yes, a little bit more okay. of the... Okay. okay. And um, what color would you say it is? Light brown. Light brown. Like a pair of British Sunday evening trousers. trousers? 
Your fighting trousers, maybe? Like okay. Sebastian. All right. Okay. All right. The, and, and what is it in actuality? What is it? This is a cold brew vanilla. There you go. Excellent. And they are officially selling that in the hub now. Mm-hmm. And they've been working on that for a while, trying to get the cold brew perfected. I think it takes over 24 hours to make. So that's, that's why it costs $73. Okay. Uh, Lawrence. Uh, this is also a, a delightful chili treat. Uh, and a, uh, a worker that used to be down there told me that it used to be chilled chocolate was a drink they had. And um, and a lady a lady came in to order those, and her name for it was uh, cream chilies. So uh, the visual of cream, cream chilies, cream, cream, uh, two cream chilies. In her reality, she was look, talking about a, a chilled chocolate, but mm. cream chilies. But that's not what you're drinking. That that is not what I'm drinking. But it's cold like that. My drink is of a variation on a bit of a tangy lime. Um, with ice and water, but it's one of my favorite drinks down Carbonated? there. Carbonated? It is not. Oh, uh, it's just it's just the the fruit drink with uh, of of a variation of tangy mm-hmm. lime. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, because of the simple flavor there, it's very basic, but it's a nice sweet, but also tart drink mm-hmm. and, and it uh, is I indeed it. what is it called the calamansi cooler calamansi cooler well that's, that's the drink. infusion name it's just the calamansi yeah. drink here. calamansi Sorry. drink yes okay and chris what are you drinking what i'm drinking tastes a little bit like friendship <laughs> and a little bit like familiarity mm. okay and a little bit like starting to feel at home wow because I just got a tear in my eye yeah. when you started describing this drink. I'm not because, sure why. It's I just had this emotional response to your drink. The 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 ladies who work down there, I come in a couple days a week, maybe three days a week, and get a mocha, a hot mocha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've begun to know that I like a hot mocha. Okay. And I, I've mentioned this on yes. the show before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so they make that for me. So it feels like kind of, it's nice. Like Because they care. you go, hey. That's kind of like mm-hmm. my drink. So that's so that's yeah. what this tastes like. Yeah. Now, the drink was in a random sampling of four drinks. You just happened to grab that one. So to me, well, your drink It could represents... be a random drink? <laughs> like could... our topic, random numbers? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, it might ra- not have been intended friendship? for you. Thanks for ruining it. <laughs> I thought you were my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it was just a random I'm pretty mocha. sure. No, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. All right. And it is, it is a hot mocha. Yes. Which, if you like uh, coffee and a little bit of chocolatey flavor, hot mocha is kind of the standard drink. So not too many frills. I'm drinking a uh, blended. It's the color of not the Dockers field khaki, but more of the East Indies Trading Company Officer, Officer Corps. Um, uh, uh, Scottish rank trouser. Mm. Okay, it's that color uh, with a little whipped cream on top. It's sweet. It has a, the the taste of the uh, the Madagascar variety of orchid, which uh, oftentimes they turn into a liquid that smells wonderful but tastes terrible. Until you blend it in with other things, and the aromatic part kind of comes out. It is a, a, a delightful little shake uh, that will keep you awake at night because it's got sugar and caffeine. It is a creamy vanilla bean 
whatever. And they just call it the creamy vanilla bean, but it's like a little shake with coffee and espresso and whipped cream. It's really good. I love it. So now, love it. love it. And thank you to The Hub for providing all that for us. It is time now, of course, for our poetry slam. And uh, we'll play a little, a little poetry music in the background, but um, we have... Poetry I, music? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I only have so many songs, so this is now officially poetry music. It was the Hebrews <laughs> song a couple weeks ago. But uh, we, we, at the beginning of the show, these guys, Chris and Sebastian, both volunteered to uh, both write a poem about whatever the theme was for today. Little did they know the theme was going to be a very difficult... Stats, numbers, random facts, etc. That's the theme of the day. It's kind of this this smorgasbord, a virtual plethora of uh, a, a, a veritable virtual variety, cornucopia. a virtual cornucopia of of a uh, varietal of numbers and stats and figures and things like that about all different areas of news. And so uh, let's let's see here. I think the younger always gets to go first on these challenges. That's our that's actually our tradition here. So. Uh, this Sebastian, is a, this is a very emotional poet slam with this yes, music. Yes, yes, it's uh, you know, Samwise Ganges is uh is is sitting by listening. So Lawrence is staying up here to help me judge, and you listening audience at home, you can uh, chime in and get on Facebook, uh, Harvest Family Radio, and let us know who you think whose whose poem is better, and uh, we'll also be able to find out if any of your relatives are listening because this is usually when they chime in to vote for you. So, Sebastian, read us your poem. <clears throat> 118 grooves on a dime. Random info thrown into this rhyme. I'm using this platform to make known the tragedy of left-handed people has grown. 2,500 of them die every year, all because they innocently used right-handed gear. Odds of a mother having twins, 90 to 1. No relation at all. Plymouth Rock weighs 7 tons. Well, this is over. That's all I got. I think we can all say that my rhymes were on spot. Nice. I actually really like that. So, I mean, not wow. that I, I. I'm sorry. I sound surprised. You know, Sebastian, you nailed it just like I knew you would. That was great job. <laughs> Very good. That was solid. Random information, facts all over the board. You hit that. Hit the number part. You covered all the topics. That's great. Okay. All right. Here. Hold on. Now, just a second. I just started taking a class, by the way, at Maranatha Baptist University online. And what I just told you is very similar to the feedback I got from all my forum posts. Like, very good job. Way to cover all the topics, et cetera. And both you guys used to work there, so yes. you know what I mean. So, uh, okay. So now, Chris, okay. your poem. <clears throat> Some folks may say that these numbers are random. But we take them as evidence of your wonderful fandom. Hundreds of you who tune in on the dial. If you listen both hours or just for a while, you download the podcast or listen online, our voices are broadcast to your house and mine. Serious topics are just silly quips, stories of interest, or good helpful tips. We count on you weekly to brighten our faces. This show is heard in dozens of places. A few of our friends listen every week. With an audience of thousands, but it's not numbers we seek. We'd do this for one listener, maybe even two. The truth from our hearts is we do it for you. Wow. Wow. Uh, 
that was that was an epic um uh that was touching poem contest turned into a commercial for harvest family radio <laughs> <clears throat> i didn't hear any random numbers uh Great. there was some there was there was some <laughs> randomness in there but it, it all was kind of headed towards a point just like my show uh, you know what? Uh, there were numbers. There, there were. There you, were thousands, yeah. thousands, yes. hundreds. Yep. But there was one, one and two. And was two. it random yeah. though? Boy. Well, you know, it's, this is a tough one. Maybe we'll uh, see if the listeners give us any feedback. Uh, for for uh, every vote, we'll consider that to be ten thousand votes. So everyone that gets on our Facebook page, Harvest Family Radio, and says. Was it Chris's poem that won, or was it Sebastian's poem that won? For every person that gets on Harvest Family Radio, we'll say that's worth 10,000 votes, and next week we'll announce who won the Poetry <laughs> Slam, the first ever Poetry Slam. Next and, week. And we'll have next a week. swell prize. Wow. Well, we could do it by the end of the show. We have 45 yeah. minutes if anyone gets on. They but I was just thinking, some people listen on Saturday. Some people are going to be listening on their way home from the ordination reception Sunday night. That's so a good idea. Let's announce it next Friday. Listeners, get on Harvest Family Radio's Facebook page. You could get a score Chris. update by yeah. By we'll 5 see. O'clock. Yeah, you know, maybe it's it's kind of like push polling. We'll we'll say, hey, you know what, this person's winning by you know ten thousand or whatever. And yeah, that's how that's how we'll do it. So good job, guys. Whoa! Now that I know you guys can do stuff on the spot like that, we might we might put you on the spot more often. Yeah, that was great. Okay, well, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Lawrence, for coming around. Enjoy your Calamansi cooler, Sebastian. Thanks for your fresh perspective. Of course. You got three drinks to drink there. I'm going crazy. And uh, Chris, uh, thanks for the uh, swell poetry as well. And uh, I assume you used your news time to write your poem. Uh, I sort of did. Yes, yeah, yeah it's no problem. Yeah. No problem at all. I've got plenty of material today. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, I have the topic of the day, which is random numbers and figures. I still have some Stranger Than Fiction as well. Some funny stuff, some serious stuff, stuff about the church and government. And uh, so stick around. You'll enjoy it. More Live Till 5 after this. Back with a little more live till five. It's four twenty p.m. on Friday, September sixteenth, here at Harvest Family Radio. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. This is our one hundred and eighty third episode. One hundred eighty three. Been doing this on Friday afternoons. One hundred eighty three times. Real blessing to be with you. Hopefully, this show entertains you a little bit, encourages you a little bit. Build you up in your Christian walk a little bit by edifying you. It's 88 degrees here on Guam right now, about five mile per hour winds out of the southwest. 53% humidity. Barometric pressure hasn't changed a bit since I started the show. 29.78. And uh, only one one hundredth inch of rain at our super high tech weather station here on the top of Harvest Family Radio's. Worldwide headquarters, high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries here in Barragata. Glad you're with us this Friday afternoon. Maybe you're listening on Saturday. 
Well, that's because we rebroadcast the show in its entirety on Saturdays from noon to 2. And on Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. Catch us on The Rebound. Friday afternoon here, I, I sit, look out the window, and uh, right now I'm watching the middle school boys' soccer practice. It looks like they're all running off the field to take a water break. It's a sunny afternoon. Flags gently blowing in the breeze. I think the high school boys are out there as well. It's soccer season. It's a great time of year. Love soccer season. Pretty much campus is emptying out other than people that are here for sports practices and things like that. A few teachers wrapping things up in their classrooms. Some of them are listening to the show right now. You might be listening in the car as you're driving about, running errands, picking up the kids, going to a game, maybe going to that first game. Robbie Weber Youth Soccer League starts on Saturday. You might be listening to this on your way to or from that. Maybe you're on your way home from the church fellowship after Brian Leonard's ordination reception. Or maybe you're on your way home from your own church service. However you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, we're glad you're with us. KHMG.org is our website. On that website, you'll find all of our different uh, information, a way to contact us, our programs. The locally produced programs are, are also stored in podcast format through SoundCloud. You can click on there. You can also click on archives, look back at old broadcasts and things. You can listen in real time. But online, instead, if you don't have a radio at your desk, but you'd like to listen online, just go to khmg.org and click on Tune In. You can listen right there on your computer. You can also download the Tune In app to your smartphone, like your Apple iPhone or maybe your Android smartphone, if you have a data plan or Wi-Fi. Or you have a tablet, like a, a an Android tablet or an iPad. You can download the app there as well, and you can listen to radio on your smart device. Isn't that super cool? So if you have a Wi-Fi signal or a hotspot, you can listen that way. A lot of people do that. Podcasts are nice because you can listen at your leisure. You can pause the show and come back later and listen to the whole thing. Maybe there's part of the show you thought was especially entertaining or there's someone you want to hear again and you want someone else to listen to it. You can send them a link to it as well. So it's a lot of fun. So we're glad you're with us. We have a little fun every Friday afternoon. We know it's lightweight this is kind of our opportunity to let our hair down on Friday afternoon, give you an alternative. There are a lot of things you could listen to as you drive around in your car. You have uh, different types of apps. You have different types of music download services. There are a bunch of radio stations to listen to. We just want to give you an, an alternative that you never have to turn off, that it never is inappropriate, that it's never never going to defile you. It's never going to bring you down. It's always going to lift you up and encourage you, maybe make you smile. We know it's lightweight, but it still has a Christian perspective, Christian worldview. We try to make sure everything we do comes from a biblical worldview. And even if it's entertaining, uh, you know, God gave us our sense of humor. So 425 p.m. on Friday, the 16th of September, if you're listening live, Stranger than fiction, because oftentimes truth is indeed stranger than fiction. And uh, I have a number of stranger than fiction stories here for you, including listeners submitted stranger than fiction stories. We have some listeners. We have uh, uh, SR and KC, and uh, we had a couple different fishy type stories come in this week. Here's one of them. This one is... A story about the white arowana or the platinum arowana. 
And it's this picture of this super interesting-looking long fish with a huge bottom lip. And it, the body of the fish, it looks like one long fish tail. And it just looks like, you know, some kind of, I mean, to me, it looks like a funny-looking carp, basically. But the price of this fish, the reason our faithful listeners submitted this to us because they thought it was so interesting, that this fish is worth almost $400,000. It has different types and colors, like silver, green, red, black, and yellow. It can be found only in America, Africa, and Asia. Okay, so that's, that's actually a lot of the world. The size of this fish is almost 35 inches long, and it has a lifespan of more than 50 years. I think that's why it's worth so much is because these fish live a very long time. You know when you go to um, sometimes a Chinese restaurant in the States? They'll have a big fish tank in the front, and they have some sometimes some pretty unique-looking fish. I think even uh, Seafood Chef Restaurant here on Guam has some, a big fish tank. Some of those fish are worth a lot of money. Those are not the fish that they're going to serve you at the all-you-can-eat uh, buffet. Those fish are ornamental fish, and they've been around a long time oftentimes, and they have to be cared for very carefully. And uh, they have significance, of course, to the owners of the restaurant. But uh, that one I just told you about, the arowana, can be worth up to $400,000. Yeah, wow. Here are a couple funny stories. Most of them from World Magazine, September 17th issue. If you were going to subscribe to one Christian magazine, I would subscribe to Answers Magazine by Answers in Genesis. If you were going to subscribe to a second one, I would subscribe to World Magazine. Really, they're both equally great. They both kind of have a different purpose. Answers in Genesis is primarily dealing with creationism, biblical worldview, um, things like that, uh, some politics, governmental things, and they have a lot of children's stuff in there. World Magazine has news articles, editorials, um, popular culture stuff, but from a, a Christian worldview, biblical perspective, and I really like it. And it's got some entertaining stuff in there as well, including Dispatch's Quick Takes. Here's one of the stories in here. In an ostensible show of generosity, the government in North Korea is now offering a, they call it a hermit kingdom version of Netflix. According to United States-based NK News, North Korean propagandists began operating a video-on-demand service on August 16th. To install it, North Korean users would need to buy both a television set and a connection to the xenophobic state's intranet system. Both are rare in North Korea. But for the politically privileged residents with access to Manbang service, which promises constant access to sadly propagandistic videos with themes ranging from nature to politics to the superiority of North Korean life. So you can watch TV. They have a cable channel, internet channel, but it's all North Korean propaganda. Kind of weird. Here's another interesting story. Citizens of a Minnesota town have voted to re-elect a Great Pyrenees named Duke as mayor. The re-election occurred during a festival in Cormorant, uh, Minnesota, August 20th. First elected 
in 2014. I think we covered it back then. Duke, the dog's political career started by accident. Local businessman Richard Sherbach ran unopposed in 2014 race for mayor. Ceremonial position, but Duke surprisingly garnered enough write-in votes out of the 12 cast to trounce uh, Sherbrooke. Reelected to a one-year term in 2015, Duke and his owner David Rick canvassed this year's festival and managed to win a third term nearly unanimously. I don't know who would run against him because he's done such a great thing for the community, Karen Nelson told WDAY. The sole opposition vote went to another dog. Interesting. Must be a small town. This one, if you saw the picture, it's a man laying on a hospital gurney with a medical blanket laying across his chest and about, oh, I don't know, couple dozen objects laying on top of this blanket. Listen to the story. Doctors in India have surgically removed 40, 40 knives from a man's stomach after the 42-year-old father of two spent two months secretly ingesting them. The surgeons told reporters it took them two days to plan the dangerous August 19th operation. The largest of the knives removed from the unnamed patient's stomach was seven inches long. The patient had explained that he developed an irresistible desire to swallow metal over the course of the summer. Even for us experienced surgeons, it was frightening, said the doctor. That's what he told CNN. Wow. How about this? New directives from leaders of the Filipino police force have instructed officers to stop taking selfies. A memo issued by the National Capital Region Police Office in Manila, Philippines, encouraged officers to avoid a host of impolite but apparently routine behaviors, among them taking selfies while on duty, nose-picking, chewing gum, and adopting unseemly posture, which is standing on one leg. Hmm. How about this one? Maybe you've seen the commercial for this. Hailing the benefits of healthy chicken-scented skin, KFC announced on August 22nd it would offer sunscreen imbued with fried chicken fragrance. The sun gives us life. But if we're not careful, it also gives us painful sunburns. That's why we made KFC's Extra Crispy Sunscreen. That's how the commercial goes. The fast food giant wrote on its new product website, curious customers quickly snatch up the 3,000 free bottles that were part of the apparent marketing ploy. In May, KFC released the hot and spicy and original recipe versions of edible nail polish in Hong Kong. News site Business Insider, which obtained a sample of the sunscreen, described some users as at a loss for words after smelling it. That's, that's a funny way of putting it. New research from University of Arizona doctoral students suggests that the day of cigarette currency in prisons may, may be waning. According to Michael Gibson Light, ramen noodles have surpassed tobacco as the most prized of jailhouse currencies. The researcher interviews the inmates, suggests the ease of procuring instant soup as well as the declining food quality in prisons are factors responsible for the switch. At one prison, Gibson Light reported two packs of ramen can purchase one sweatshirt and one pack of ramen can purchase five hand-rolled cigarettes. On the free market, instant noodle packs sell for about 25 cents. Except for in Guam. The other day, boy, 90 cents a pack. Anyway, finally, four shirtless burger, burglars. Maybe you saw, saw this online. Four shirtless burglars, hard to say, in Australia brought some curious accomplices on their August 21st caper. Three saltwater crocodiles. Surveillance footage showed the men hurling the crocodiles, the largest six feet long, 
through a smash window in a Tamamen College in Humpty Doo, Australia. That is actually a place, Humpty Doo, Australia. After quickly grabbing a computer and some office supplies, the four thieves rushed out of the building but left behind the animals, whose mouths were taped shut. Police said the crocs were probably either intended to scare off bystanders or simply meant as a calling card. Crazy. Crazy behavior. I'm telling you, that's uh, not normal uh, to rob a place, and it's doubly not normal to leave behind saltwater crocodiles. Tell you what, let's take a short break. When we come back, the topic of the day are random numbers, stats, and information. And I have a lot of that. So stick around. A little more live till five after this short break. Back with a little more live till five. It's four thirty-nine p.m. Friday afternoon, August, September sixteenth. Almost said August there. You can catch us on khmg.org. Catch us on www.hbcguam.net, or you can just catch us on the radio dial eighty-eight point one FM. That's how most of our listeners listen and tune in. Find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio. Leave us a comment. Matter of fact, you can vote for which poem you like best, Chris Harper's or Sebastian Basildua. I think we uh, actually had someone vote for Sebastian already. And I think it was Sebastian actually voted for Sebastian, actually, yes. But uh, we said for every vote they get, we'd count that as 10,000 votes. So I think Sebastian's winning 10,000 to zero right now. So you can chime in any time over the weekend. And next Friday, we'll announce the winner and give out some kind of swell prize for the uh, Poetry Slam, first ever Live Till 5 Poetry Slam. Now, our topic of the day just happens to be kind of random numbers and stats and facts and figures and things like that, so it's kind of a kind of a, a potpourri, a, a hodgepodge, a smorgasbord of uh, random facts today. And the guys both did a great job with their uh, poems about said topic. Here are some random numbers by the numbers. For example... 27. 27 is the number of people who overdosed in a five-hour span on August 15th from the heroin. When the heroin police say a single dealer sold uh, heroin on August 15th in Huntington, West Virginia, and 27 people overdosed in the next five hours. 300,000, the potential number of new asylum seekers that could settle in Germany in 2016 as a result of the nation's Federal Office for Migration and Refugees new policy. 300,000 
new asylum seekers settling in Germany this next year. 77 is the percent of non-white Americans who said they support, support voter photo ID requirements. 77% non-white American voters. $14.5 billion, that's how many dollars in back taxes tech company Apple owes to Ireland, according to EU officials. The European Commission claims Ireland gave illegal tax breaks to Apple for more than 20 years. Wow. That's got to be hard to have the European Union dictating to a sovereign nation what they should or should not have done with a country 20 years earlier. Interesting. See how that plays out. And finally, 11, the number of babies aborted in England and Wales last year because they had a cleft palate or cleft lip, both surgically treatable conditions. That's sad. UK government statistics indicate such abortions have more than doubled since 2011. That's a very sad, sad stat. Now, here's some stats. So I was looking at some different information about prisons and incarceration in America and things like that. Here's, here's some interesting and uh, troubling statistics. America incarcerates, according to Christianity Today, incarcerates more people per capita than any other country. But the population in prison looks very different from the country as a whole. Sentenced prisoners, according to the Department of Justice, prisoners of 2014, that's the latest census of prisons, basically, 1.5 million prisoners in American prisons. So, most serious offenses, 50% of all incarcerated prisoners, drug offenses. 36% public order issues, including immigration and weapons. 7% of the 1.5 million incarcerated prisoners, homicide or robbery, violent offenders. 6% property offenders and 1% other types of offenses. Now, uh, in prisons in America right now, the general population in prisons, 51%, surprisingly, are women and 49% are men of the 1.5 million. Incarcerated, 93% men, only 1% women. So the general population versus the fully incarcerated. Uh, let's see here. The uh, general population by race, whites, 62%, black. 12%, Latino, 18%, other, 8%. But when you actually get into the long-term incarceration, 33% white, 36% black. Oh, I see what this is saying. This is saying the general population in the United States is 62% white, but the prison population is only 33% white. I got it. So the general population of America is 49% male, 51% female, but prison is 93% male and one uh, 7% female. Okay, got it. 9% other race, 22% Latino, and 36% black versus 33% white. So whites make up one-third of the prisons, but they make up two-thirds of the general population in America. Education-wise, some high school or less education, 11%. GED equivalent, 2.9%. High school diploma, 26.5%. Some college, 58.9%. But in prison, 41% percent of prisoners have some high school or less. 26% have only a GED. 23% have a high school diploma and only 13% have some college or more education. Very interesting how uh, the prison statistics work out there. 
I was looking at some of the Bureau of Justice Statistics numbers, and again, even though these are the latest numbers, the stats only went up through 2014. I look back at 1980, total number in correction facilities, let's see here, correctional population, 1.8 million. Okay, this is people that are on probation, people in jails, people in federal and state prisons. So federal prisons, 1980, 24,000. State prisons, 305,000. Local jails, 184,000. Okay, you add all that together, I think you have about half a million. Today, or in 2014, federal prison jumped from 24,000 to 210,000 in population. State prisons went from 305,000 to 1.35 million. Local jails went from 184,000 to 744,000. That's the population in prisons and jails and state, state prisons as well. Here's some other Federal Bureau of Prisons numbers. Uh, as of September 8th, 2016, 192,000 total federal inmates. Those are incarcerated inmates. Staff ethnicity rates in prisons, federal prisons, this is. African-American, 21% of staff. Asian is 2%. Hispanic, 12%. Native American, 1%. White, non-Hispanic, almost 63% of the staff in federal prisons are those ethnicities. Inmate age, under 18, percentage of federal inmates. I think there's only like 26 in the whole United States, basically 0%. Ages 18 to 21 in federal prison, 1.2%. 22 to 25 years old, 5%. 26 to 30 years old, 12.8%. 31 to 35 years old, 17.7%. 36 to 40 years old, 18.5%. 41 to 45, 15%. 46 to 50, 11%. Then the numbers start dropping as they get older. Basically, the age range of 26 to 40 years old is the majority of the prison population in federal prison in the United States. Citizenship-wise, of course, most of the federal prisons are American citizens, 77.8%. But you have 14.8% of federal prisoners are from Mexico. Dominican Republic, 0.9%, Cuba, 0.6%, Colombia, 0.9%, and then 4.9%, other or unknown. As we look at some of these other statistics here, some of these are pretty staggering. What are people in federal prison incarcerated for? Well, you have some that are in there for counterfeit, embezzlement, bank insurance fraud, 0.3%. Burglary, larceny, property offense, 4.4%. Continuing criminal enterprise, 02 Courts or corrections, 0.4. Extortion, bribery, fraud, 6%. Homicide, aggravated assault, kidnapping, 3%. Immigration issues, surprisingly, 9% of all federal prisoners are in there because of immigration issues. Uh, Weapons, explosives, arson, 16.8%. But the big one, the staggering one, 46.4% of all federal inmates are in there because of drug offenses. 
And then amongst the inmate population, again, 58.8% according to the Federal Bureau of Prisons, so just federal incarcerated inmates as of this summer, almost 60% are white, 2% Native American, 37% black, 1.5% Asian. And that got me thinking about, well, what does it take to be a prison officer? I mean, to have such a large prison population, it's a tough job. I was a prison guard for a short period of time while I was in the Air Force, and I remember how tough it was. It was not a very enjoyable job at times, but, uh, you know, you can find joy in any work, but it is hard. So I pulled up the National Career Service job profile on prison officers, and this is what it said. It said, if you can create good working relationships with all kinds of different people and have a firm but fair approach, this job might suit you. As a prison officer, you would supervise inmates in prisons, remand centers, and young offenders institutions. In this job, you'll need patience and a commitment to helping people. You need to be able to stay calm and pressurize situations and make quick decisions. You also need to have the ability to act with authority with prisoners who are abusive and possibly violent. To become a prison officer, you'll need to get through initial selection tests, then attend an assessment day designed to examine your personal qualities and characters. Work activities, keeping inmates secure, assessing prisoners, carrying out security checks, promoting anti-bullying suicide prevention policies, supervise prisoners, maintain order, writing reports, starting salary. Well, number of hours per week, averaging about 39 hours per week. Starting salary here. I didn't convert it from pounds, so I think it's about 40000 a year starting salary. So it pays okay. You have to be at least 18 years or older, number of other things. You don't have to have a college degree to be a prison guard, though. Then I looked up recidivism. This is probably the, the, one of the hardest parts about the system is recidivism, that people, they get out of prison, and then they go back into prison. Then they get out of prison, and then they go back into prison. It's really difficult, and recidivism is a big problem. The Department of Justice, Office of Justice Programs, National Institute of Justice, NIJ.gov, in their recent study— from this month said one study tracked 404,638 prisoners in 30 states after they were released from prison in 2005. And the study found this within three years of release, about two thirds or 67.8% of released prisoners were rearrested within five years of release, about three quarters, 76.6% of released prisoners were rearrested of those prisoners who were rearrested more than half were arrested by the end of the first year. Property offenders were the most likely to be rearrested, with 82.1% of released property offenders arrested for a new crime, compared to 76.9% of drug offenders, 73% of public order offenders, and 71% of violent offenders. Two-thirds to three-quarters of all prisoners that get released from any kind of jail or prison end up getting rearrested, and at least half of those rearrested are rearrested in the first year. That is staggering to me. I don't know about you, but that is, that is really hard to hear. So anyway, let's uh, take a short break for just a, just a little breather from those heavy statistics. I want to come back, talk a little bit about the church and some of the LifeWay research that recently came out. They surveyed 2,000 Americans that don't attend church, and they found out some very interesting things. So stick around. A little more Live Till 5 as we wrap up the show. After this short break.
tedious journey. I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand, Lord. And we're back with the last of Live Till 5 for today. 4.54 p.m. on Friday afternoon, September 16th. I want to wrap up with a few facts and figures about the church. Lifeway Research recently surveyed 2,000 Americans who do not attend church on what would draw them to one. Now, this is very interesting because it does go to the heart of what do you believe the church is all about and should you accommodate those who don't go to church uh, by using whatever they're looking for just to bring them in. And so that's a discussion for a different day. I don't necessarily believe you should do that. But it is interesting to see what non-churchgoers' perceptions about church, what would get them there. So they say this. if you They don't go to church, but they would go. Uh, 62% said they would go to a meeting about neighborhood safety. 51% said they would go to a community service event. 46% said they'd go to a sports or exercise program. 45% said they'd go to a concert. 45% a neighborhood get-together. 35% a worship service if they were invited, I assume. 25% a recovery group. 24% a seminar on a spiritual topic. Now, some of those, I think, are right at the core of what the church should do, and some of those are maybe a little bit outside of what what churches, uh, I think, were, were meant to be, but... Just statistics. Method of invite. 51% say a personal invitation from a friend or family member would get them to come to church. 23% say a TV commercial might draw them in. 23% say a postcard. 21% say a church member knocking on their door. And 18% say a Facebook ad might draw them into attending church. This was 2,000 Americans who don't attend church surveyed about what would get them to go. Now, out of those 2,000 people, 62% of those people say that they went to church regularly as a child. That's kind of sad. So over 1,200 of those people went to church when they were children, but now they're adults, do not attend church. And finally, out of the 2,000 Americans surveyed that do not currently attend church, Lifeway found that 32% of those people now call themselves non-religious, 31% say they're Protestant, 25% say they're Catholic, and 12% say they are another religion. So they don't go to church, but they consider themselves, you know, at least, you know, 60-70% of those people consider themselves some type of religion. And and they might even go to church if they were personally invited and uh, if the church was offering something that they're interested in. It's a good discussion for another day. But I do want to invite you to church. I don't know what your... What your story is, if you go to church or not, if you have a church home, if you have a church home that preaches God's word and you attend there faithfully, please be faithful this Sunday. Go to church, take your family, take your friends, invest that time in your spiritual life and in the spiritual life of those you love. But if you don't have a church home, or if the church you go to doesn't open the Bible, they don't preach from God's word, they don't give you the truth from the Bible— Please consider coming and visiting us. We're not the only church on Guam, but uh, if you don't have a church home or you'd like to visit, we have 9.30 a.m. We have classes for all ages, children and adults. And at 10.30 a.m., our morning worship service here at Harvest Baptist Church. I'm one of the pastors here. We'd love to meet you. 
please come by and visit us. And uh, this Sunday is kind of special because Sunday night we're having the ordination of one of our uh, pastors, actually our children's pastor, Brian Leonard. He'll be getting ordained this Sunday afternoon and evening, and you're welcome to come and see how that works. It is one of the duties of the churches to ordain pastors, and we're doing that. And It'll be a little reception to follow on Sunday night, a little cake and punch. It'll be fun. So you come Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., worship with us, and Sunday night come to the ordination service at 6 p.m., stay for the fellowship, and uh, enjoy meeting some of the folks here at Harvest Baptist Church. I'm Jared Baldwin, the host of Live Till 5, the fastest two hours of my week, 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday, noon to 2 Saturday, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night. It's rebroadcast. Find us on khmg.org. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening on KHMG 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. Stay tuned for SRN News.